hi everybody this is Julissa. thank you so much for coming back to my channel and if you're listening on the podcast thank you so much for listening today today is march 19 2023 i wanted to come here guys i don't think i ever spoken about this but it's time overdue i think that now with the new netflix documentary that has come out about the disappearance of flight mh370 the malaysian Air, uh, airlines i think this is just something to be speaking about and i think we as the public right looking from from an outside perspective i guess you can say we shouldn't be silenced about stuff like this right and before i continue i gotta say when there is not enough information right we tend to kind of like create our assumptions and the more the time passes right assumptions can sometimes lead to conspiracy theory right and there's nothing like that it's just looking at it with the, the truth something you know you don't go grocery shopping and bring groceries and then go to your the you get to your house go to the open your trunk and there are no groceries right somebody knows something things don't just disappear people don't go missing out of the blue at the end of the day when something is missing somebody knows something about it okay so this whole thing with the disappearance of flight image 370 um is so crazy so we all know this happened back in march 8 of 2014 right it's been a while guys so many people still have no answer what happened with their relative, with their friends and family that were in that flight. I think um I was writing some notes here, but you know, I think it's so sad. And like I always said in all of my videos, life is so unpredictable, right? Anything can happen, right? Anything can happen. One day we're here, the next day we don't know. So you always have to be right with God, number one. We're so concerned. We think that we can manage our own life and like control what happens to us and things like that what's going to happen is going to happen. Like, you know, it's like sometimes, you know, we're always so like resistant at something. Um, it could be many things, right? It could be a workplace, things like that. But it like, it's just, you have to just have your faith in God. Your only hope, your only truth, the only, the only um, source of hope in this life is Jesus Christ. So why are you putting that on the back of your head? You know, we're so concerned, you know, we take care of our bodies, right? We we take care of, of everything, right? Financial needs and things like that. We take care of our cars and our house and things like that. And then when it comes to Jesus Christ, everybody's like putting that on the side, which is like, your number one thing that should be your priority life is so unpredictable right anything can happen and you know what ha these people everybody that was aboard that flight man i tell you 100 maybe not all of them but maybe 99 percent of them um had no idea that something like this could happen to them they were looking forward to life right they were flying probably to meet people on business trips probably say to their family let me get this trip done and i'll be right back and we'll to take care of whatever it is that they were planning on doing in their life um even the pilots right so the thing with this flight um you always want to look for a motive right and you look at the people who were controlling the plane 
the original right they left with two pilots one one experienced pilot and the 27 year old pilot and then these people researched their life and all of that trying to find some type of clue what is the purpose why would any of them do that right so the older pilot we understand that sahiri i believe his name was we understand that he was married with three kids so i don't understand how people can believe that the idea that somebody who has a family have three kids waiting for them at home i mean having a dad as a pilot must be like a dream come true like you know i'm not trying to put any other career like down the drain but not everybody gets to say hey my my dad you know fly planes for a living right you know he goes into this big plane and he flies like imagine that in the mind of a kid right and he had three young kids so for somebody to assume that this this man has something to do with this it's just crazy you know um why out of nowhere he's just gonna be like yeah i'm just gonna take the plane down you know i'm just gonna do something with it and not only that but when you have somebody perhaps this that is new in this career you're training them why would you do that to them right why would you put that put them through that type of um you know like not only that but like why are you going to ruin their life like that in the sense that when somebody's new at a career especially flying right they're they're trying to you know you know, you put when you're training somebody, that's my point. When you're training somebody, you always see if you are an experienced person at whatever it is that you're training somebody new at, you kind of see yourself when you were younger. And then even the days go by and you're training this person, you're like, Man, I remember when I was like this. I remember those. I asked the same questions when I was starting my career, like you were. So it's almost like you want the best for them. You want them to kind of like reach that level of, you know, whatever it is that you are now. And, you know, I'm going to give them the best advice because I don't want the, the thing that happened to me for them to do that. I want them to be trained well. I want them to get healthy experience that it is that they need so why would you like what is the motive for him to to do something so bad like that and then you know having somebody besides his family having a young pilot looking up to him right so i don't think the pilots have this is just my opinion right i don't think the pilots have anything to do with this so you look at um 227 passengers, right? And 12 crew members. And I understand that this happened in 2014, you know, nine years ago. Um, and yes, I'm sure they searched to everybody, but you, you understand that um, if it's not the two, 12 crew members, there's somebody that was in that flight, right? And the other thing is like, it's either they were following direction. This is my theory, right? And I understand we have to be so careful. Um, but they were either following directions or something tragically happened that they couldn't um, come. They couldn't like manage it to the point that they eventually lost the gas, right? They they run out of gas and eventually crash, right? And, and the reason that I'm saying that is because they were able to find pieces from this from this plane. And could that be a setup? Absolutely. You know, 
a plane that big with two, I mean, think about 227 people, a space and a plane that carries 227 people. That's, you know, that's very big for you to just find one wing flap, right? And nothing else. It's so obvious. Like, it's like, it's almost like a setup, you know? And it's just crazy. I think that another thing too, like, you know, you look, you compare it to what happened, right? Obviously, you cannot help but compare it to what happened in 9-11, right? So you look at that, right? You hear like, for me, I have, when 9-11 happened, it's my first day in college, right? So I got traumatized by that, even though I wasn't personally affected by it. So I had learned so much about it, everything that happened. I have heard, you know, the calls that they receive from the plane and from people in the towers and all of that. So when you look at what happened on 9-11, right? And you look at the, the whole purpose of these people, um, the hijackers, taking this plane and driving it to New York City, right? When people are on a, on a mission like that, and I think you understand what I mean. When they're in a, in a mission to make this massive, um, you know, um, whatever it is that they call it, right? It's such an evil act, right? That's what I call it. Um, but we understand that these people in their head, they're, they're being, you know, they're being tormented by the devil, right? That's why they're they're motivated to do things like that, right? So when they're doing something like that, they're not just gonna do it where nobody knows. You know, it's like it's if they're gonna do something so massive like that, they're gonna make it public to the point that they're gonna take it to a big city like New York, right? Like they're not just gonna do it just for for a plane to never be found. You know what I mean? Like if they're in that type of mission, if they were hijackers, they're they're not just gonna do it just for like when hijackers take over something like that, you understand they either go to like a bank, right? They go to a school and they do it publicly. They're trying to get attention for something, whatever it is that they're trying to, to call their mission in life, I guess you can say. They want to make it more public. They're, they're not just going to do it and just, you know, have the plane completely disappear. So this is why I don't believe it's, it was hijacked. I think it was ordered. Okay, I do believe this is something else. And the reason behind it, eventually we will know. Um, we don't even know, like, what's the reason. So if, we, if this plane was ordered, because there was a turn. This is why I'm coming through. There was a turn in this plane. This plane made a huge turn going away from its original direction and you can see you can look at documentaries right the netflix documentary about it too this plane made a huge uh turn away from it, its direction so it could be so many theories right but the theory that they're presenting saying you know it could have been like a fire that broke out right excuse me like a fire a fire that broke out perhaps you know there was some type of emergency that they didn't know um how to manage but when you have an aircraft right it is 2014 we're not talking 1982 when technology was not up to this level that we are right now that you now go anywhere you take a photo and you go home and then you get you know like you go to the mall right 
and you go to the mall and you enter stores, you don't buy anything, then you get home, you get check your emails, you're getting coupon offers from these people, and you're like, what just happened? Like, how do they know? Me like, oh, and you're like, oh yeah, I was how what a coincidence, right? That's what we say. What a coincidence. I was just at that store. and um, they're tracking your every move, right? So how is it that in 2014 we have a plane who this who says good night, right? That's the, the last word that the pilot said. Everything going according to plan. And now this plane is disappeared with no answers. There's no information to say, hey, this is exactly what went down, right? How is that even possible? Are we like believing everything we're being told these days now? We're not doing no more research anymore. Like it is not somebody knows exactly what happened to this plane and i do believe that this plane was ordered um because you don't just it's almost like you you, you're driving down the road right you're driving down the road every perfect day and then you're going somewhere specifically and out of nowhere there's like an authority figure. You see the flashing lights and you see the flags and they're telling you, gotta turn around and go down this other street. You're like, I'm just supposed to go this way. You can't go, something's going down this way that you're turning, you, you have to turn the other way. The fact that this plane made that move, it tells you something happened. What I was saying before was that if something would have happened, like they're saying perhaps a fire or whatever it was right why there was no calls from for help 227 people and i understand that when you're in a plane I haven't gotten in a plane in a long time i understand that when you're in a plane they order you i don't know if they still do this, this is how long ago I, I i was flying um i took a flight but i they order you to turn off cell phone, right? They say no electronics device, whatever. But I think that doesn't last the entire flight. Out of 227 people, not one person tested somebody. Just for, you know, I don't even know if I'll, I'll be able to send this, but I'm just going to send it. I'm going to type it in when it finds signals say, and be like, you know, they're having an emergency on this flight. I'm on this flight and they're having an emergency. 227 people in 2014, none of them, because everybody, I mean, I got, I remember getting my first form in 2000, it was a long time ago, I, I mean, it's like 1999, 2000 that I got my first one, we all have phones, right, so in 2014, on this earth, air, aircraft, 227 people, so an emergency happened, okay? And none of them, just for the sake of it, didn't take out a tablet, didn't take out a phone to send a quick message to say, there's something going on on this plane. There was no call for help from the pilots at all, from any crew member, okay? Not even the back of the plane crew members. So I don't believe there was a fire here. I don't believe that something like that happened. I believe that somebody, so this plane was ordered to turn the other way, okay? This plane was ordered to turn the other way. There was no call for him. I mean, like, I'm thinking right now, this is so crazy. Because like I told you guys, I researched what happened in 9-11 because, you know, 
um, what what I was when it happened, right? I was actually in New York when it happened, first day, first week of college. But uh, what I'm saying is like, I remember listening to the calls specifically from flight attendant Betty Ann, right? And I don't know what flight she was in, but she called. And she said, you know, we're being hijacked. You know, she said, um, there's, there's somebody got stabbed. There's smoke in the cabin and things like that. She was able to call. So if something like that would have happened, um, you know, I don't think it's, it's hijacked. I think that some type of authority figure got was were flying something maybe one or two people or maybe more who knows right and yes this is a little stretch but when you start this is why i get to this point right when you start discarding the pilot when you start discarding um you know the the the, the pilots you know hijackers right? like i told you hijackers are doing missions like this they call a mission right works of the devil they want to make it public. They want to have an audience, right? They're not just going to do it and like let the plane never be found. And that's it, right? They want to make it more public, right? That's why they, the 9-11 hijackers went to New York City, right? They want to make it known, right? So when you have, um, you know, if somebody, the fly is going okay, right? And... This is, I'm not, before getting too much, you know, into this theory that I, that I had come with, for, there has to be some type of order that was done, right? Some type of authority was in that plane, who knows, could have been, right? It could have been a secret agent, whatever it was, whatever reason it is, we all know there is an agency that knows exactly what happened, right? And this plane was ordered to turn the other way. The way that they, they turn like that, it tells you it was ordered. Um, I believe that the passengers were, because there was no call for help, right? Not even an attempt for an email, for any, like, you know, we understand perhaps you're not gonna get signal, perhaps you're not gonna be able to send anything out, right? But you're still in panic mode, right? You're gonna assume, hey, I'm just gonna, Type it, and if it goes, it's gonna reroute into the eventually it's being sent at some point. But 227 people to be um to be completely under control, right? Is something else because if if you compare it, right? And I know this is a stretch, but if you compare it to the to what happened in 911, when you have passengers on those flights. When you have passengers on those flights making calls, right? And the flight attendants in the back of the plane making uh, help calls, they knew exactly what was going on. So some type of lie was told to these people on this flight, some type of lie, um, lie, right? So somebody was there and they were ordered to turn the other way. And, you know, and I'm trying to look at my notes here. And the thing is that that flap wind that was found in, on, I think the island is called, um, what is the island called? I think it's Reunion Island. I think it was called, yeah, Reunion Island, right? That flap of a wind that was found, it's like, 
we're just gonna throw this out there just to, to tell them you know it was it was just you know this is we found something so that means this is exactly what happened case closed let's continue on with life right and this is what i think i think that if if we're taking away you know you start cleaning out people right you're like okay it's not the pilot they were not hijacked it's not the crew members the other crew members so what could happen go down the list of the people that were in the flight right I do believe that there were some very important executives on that flight. So go and see what what was in the flight. What is the purpose of if that's that's exactly what happened? What what would be the purpose of something like that? Um, you know, if they do it once, they're gonna if if they do it once and people believe the story, right? That oh yeah, you know, it's just. They just crashed and never got found, you know, with all this technology that we have these days. It's just, that's just what it is and that's it, right? So let's do another one, right? Perhaps we might hear another one, God forbid, right? I'm not trying to call anything or say anything like that. But all I'm saying is that um, it's so sad, everything that happened with Malaysian Air, Airline and I hope, you know, at the end of the day, right, somebody knows exactly what happened. Somebody knows exactly what happened and everything comes to light. Everything comes to light. Whatever is done in darkness, we know it comes to light. I hope that we get soon because now, you know, we're stirring up the waters again, right? People are talking about, you know, I have... Once in a while, I will be like, let me learn more about what happened with Malaysian Airlines, right? How is this even possible, right? And you started to think, man, if now that we have more people talking about it, right? They're stirring up the water, there's a new Netflix thing out, out there now. Perhaps, you know, there's somebody who's saying, man, these people are not letting it go, right? They're not letting it go. It's time, you know, to come clean and reveal what happened. Where are these people? What are all these people? 227 people, where are they? What happened to them, right? So I hope that soon we will know. Like I said, everything that's done in darkness will come to light. And I pray for every family out there who had a missing loved one you know what a nightmare that would be um waiting for people at the airport and never they're never coming or seeing them waving at them goodbye to know what happened eventually to perhaps years after not even knowing what happened to them this is insane it's unacceptable okay somebody knows something somebody knows something and for them to say you know we found a piece of this plane near Reunion Island, and there are, there are no witnesses, right? I went online. I just was, before I came here and talk about you guys, I went and I was looking at this island called Reunion Island. How convenient. Reunion, where are they going to, right? If you think about it, the debris, the first image 370 part to be identified by a French assessor, this large piece of debris was found. <laughs> Guys, this is a clue right here. I just told you. And you know, 
I didn't put the two and two together because I'm like, that's a very quite interesting name, right? You know, why are we not going over there and checking every, every, you know, every spot of Reunion Island? Missing flight MH370, a visual guide to the parts and debris the breeze found so far. On March 8, 2014, flight MH370 vanished from Prada shortly after takeoff from Kuala Lumpur on route to Beijing. The plane is believed to have crashed in the Indian Ocean. It's made to believe, right? Um, all lives of 239 crew members and passengers, but it says 239 here, but... The first MH370 part to be identified by a French assessor, this large piece of debris was found washed up on the beach on Reunion Island by a local man. Reunion Island, are you kidding me? How obvious is that? Reunion, why are they getting reunited with? Who are they meeting in there? Who ordered that, right? Uh, or around that area, right? It says here that this local man, John Beg, more than a year after the plane disappeared, the, the flapper is a 2.7 meter long movable part on the trailing edge of the wing used to increase drag to for takeoff, okay? And I'm looking at my time here, excuse me. So it's like, okay, um, Nobody saw anything from that. And I can understand the breaking trouble can drift, right? It can it maybe it came from a different place, but there's no sign. Like who's checking the earth line, the earth space and in that area that they didn't see this huge plane coming through, right? It's like obviously went the other direction this plane did it almost like a u-turn completely it went it was going this way and then it went completely the other way it's like what where are you going like what's going on and nobody knows anything about it this is just way too obvious and i understand this is part of the plane because they match up some type of code you know it was they were able to match the code and match it to the plane completely and you know, so like I said, there's somebody that knows something. I hope, you know, I really hope that soon we will know exactly what happened to Malaysian air flight. Like I said, with the waters are being stirred up. Speaking of uh, Indian Ocean, the waters are being stirred up again. And I hope that these families um, and us, right, as the public, get the answer that we need soon about this flight. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming back to my channel and listening in the podcast and I hope that tonight you'll be able to you know pray for these people that were affected by Malaysian Air Flight 370 and pray you know be get right with God guys life is so unpredictable right we just never know have a good night everybody thank you so much for listening have a good day whatever time you're listening to God bless